guess what this, uh, do you have the PowerPoints there? Yeah? This uh, week was my birthday. And we watched a, a film at home. Which films too? I watched Puss in Boots. <laughs> it's my nickname in this chair, so I love it. Antonio Bandera's accent. It's so good, I wish to have his money. So it's good. <laughs> Thank you a lot. So good to be here with you. I want to ask you to open your Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And it's a very famous history about David and Goliath. Okay, oh, Danny, we know this history. I want to share some lessons with you today. I forgot to put the text in the PowerPoint. So we have your Bible, we will read in a few seconds, but I want to start with this question. Yeah, what is a giant? Um, well, you can help me to think. A giant is everything that makes me feel small, powerless. A giant is everything that's bigger than me. That I, I, I don't have strength enough to deal with or to overcome. Or a giant is everything that makes me feel small, alone. Uh, it's a big challenge. When I look to the giant, I feel afraid. This is a giant. And where they are? They are everywhere. They are in your workplace, maybe in your family. Uh, they are maybe in this church, among your relatives. Maybe they are inside of you. A giant can can be a giant can be someone, and maybe have some names in your head now. Your boss, or I don't know that annoying brother-in-law. A giant can be your bank account, your debts, but can be your Fears, your anxieties, your self-esteem, your fears that keeps coming back to your life. A giant can be inside of you. That's why sometimes you are so, so busy. Because if we stop, we start to look to inside and we don't like the things inside. So that's why we keep busy all the time doing stuff. Giants. We have different giants, different names, different faces, but it's the same enemy. Um, so I'll start sharing some people in history who were fighting and uh, overcoming their giants. People in history who faced giants and won. Okay, I could spend the whole morning talking about good examples, but I just choose some of them to share with us because I love this um, real uh, story lives. Um, Beethoven, uh, I am a rock guy, but I do like, you see, I'm weird. I do like hymns and classics. We went another day to watch the Four Seasons Vivaldi in London. Beautiful. And I like rock. I like, I like classics. <laughs> Someone said to his mother, ah, you should abort this child. Can't imagine the world without Beethoven in it. All the symphonies and everything. So he was a genius. But then when he was what, five years old, he started to write songs and play piano. was evident. His gift, oh, this boy is so gifted, full of talents. 
And then someone was sponsoring him to study music and everything. But then when he became 17, his mother died. His father was alcoholic. He had two little brothers to raise. And he gave up on everything to work, 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 to raise money. And that dream was there. Such a tough life. Such a difficult situation. It was a giant. And then when he thought, oh, everything's so difficult, a worse problem came. A disease. We cannot control many things in our lives. We can control our routine. We can control some little things. But we cannot control people, situations. You cannot control someone else's reaction towards you. And a illness, a disease. And then... What kind of disease? His passion was very clear. Music. Death. He started to become deaf. And then, in a progressive way, he was losing his, what's the word? Audition? Yeah, hearing? And to the point that he was playing piano with the head in the piano to feel the, um, the vibrations. What a giant. And then he started to think on suicide. There's no reason to live anymore. Just working, raising money. And that dream in his heart, a giant. After 46 years old, he wrote the most beautiful songs that we know about him. Thomas Edison, a head teacher from his school, sent a letter to his mother. He was invited to leave the school, get out. They cast him out of the school. Come on. And then he was little and he was asking uh, to his mother because the head teacher gave the letter to him and he couldn't read. And, oh, man, what, what's, what he's saying here? And she said, oh, look, she, uh, uh, the head teacher is saying that you are brilliant. And at school, they are not clever enough to deal with you because you are a genius. And I said, great, mom. Well done, mom. Well done. And then she said, I will look after you. You know, this homeschooling thing is old. <laughs> and then she would start to educate it, to teach him. They had no money. They have no conditions and etc., etc. giants. Well, you know, he became this amazing uh, genius. Um, and the incandence bulb. Plus many other inventions and creations came from this guy. More than uh, thousands of different things that he created. One of his, uh, one of this, uh, his sentences was, after fail many, 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 many times, he said, now I know 1,000 times to not to do the thing. Giants. Another lady. After she was born, after six weeks, she got some infection in her eyes, and she became blind. Look what she said. If I had a choice, I would still choose to remain blind. For when I die, the first face I will ever see. Do you know what happened? Uh, she wrote eight thousands of hymns and worship songs. She became a history and English teacher. A giant. She couldn't control. It was bigger than her. 
When she got married, the first child died. One of the songs that she wrote, she starts saying, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. And now in this part, you can understand Fanny Crosby better now. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of heaven now burst on my sight. Angels descending, bringing from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. What's your giant now? What do you have to deal with this week? Maybe it's your past. God has chosen people to defeat giants and still in our days and today. And I'd love to share some few lessons from David and Goliath. And my hope is this can help us this morning. What Samuel chapter 17 verse 45. I don't have on the screen here because I forgot to put the PowerPoint. Uh, just the verse 45 because it's a long story. I think most of us were familiar with. Uh, but I'll pick some parts of the text to share with us. But just verse 45 for now. David said, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you. In the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. What was happening here? Uh, his father gave to him that box like Deliveroo, <laughs> to a lunchbox, to deliver to his uh, brothers. They were in the army and fighting against the Philistines. So he was looking after the sheep. He took the lunchbox to take to his brothers. And then I'll share with you. Well, some lessons from a giant's liar. Slayer or slayer? A. Slayer. Okay, thank you. There's a rock band with his name. Okay. Um, lessons. Lesson number one. A giant slayer is nosy. The last thing David did was to give the lunchbox to his brothers. He took the food, the cheese, and many things that his father gave to him. He took to him. When he arrived there, if you read later on verse 22 in the same chapter, he just gave to someone else, hey, you look after this. I have something to do. And he was talking with people, asking, oh, what's happening here today? You know, this kind of people? It's not your matter. Take care of your business. But David was there. What's happening? What the king is doing for the guy who you defeating this giant? What's happening here in Israel, etc.? And then you have his oldest brother telling him off. Hey, go home. The sheep, uh, they, they are there. You are not looking after them. Just come back to your life. A giant slayer is someone who cares. Is someone who is there. He got involved in a battle that wasn't invited to. He wasn't invited to. 
You know why sometimes our workplace, school, society, it's a mess? Because you're not getting involved with. We are not there. We are not there to show there's a different way to live life. Do you know what New York City, what they did to reduce the domestic violence? They asked for neighbors and normal people like us to, what's the word, denounce? Yeah? To call them. Uh, but, oh, sometimes we think like, oh, it's not my problem. It's my neighbors screaming, shouting, some kids screaming, I have my life. A giant slayer is there. And Jesus was teaching about this when he was teaching, when he taught about the good Samaritan. He said, okay, this man, he was living his life and he saw another man bleeding in the streets. He gave his time, he gave his energy and his money to help someone. You see, this is our problem sometimes. When we are involved in the church, in, 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 for example, something that we call pastoral care. What we are doing? Caring about someone else who is not our family, is not our problem, but we do care. We do love. I don't understand people who says, oh, I do love you, but they are doing nothing to help. I do love this, but they are not involved. So what David was saying... <clears throat> Uh, with his attitude, he was saying, okay, any problem of my people, it's my problem. My wife, she doesn't have a challenge. I have a challenge. My church doesn't have a problem. I have a problem. My family is not weird. I will look after this. We need this kind of, I don't know, boldness, attitude in everywhere. In your school or university, if you are there, they're speaking all that kind of teaching. Raise your hands. Okay. I don't agree with that because I do believe, like my girls, I was talking to them. And they said another day that uh, the religion's teacher, uh, religious, um, the teaching of religion was talking about all different religions and then Christianism. And he was saying, yeah, so the Christians believe that Jesus is God, which is obvious, it's not God. So, and you cannot say this. It's not that Jesus depends or needs on me to defend him. It's not the case. People around, they need to see that when everybody's thinking the same, nobody's thinking. They need to see, hey, I'm David here. I'm David here. So I do care. So the first lesson, a giant slayer is nosy. Is there to make the difference. Why do you think you are in your context, in your workplace, in this family, in this church, in this town, in this generation? Why do they, why, why you have all this beautiful information Sunday after Sunday in your brain? Why do you think that tomorrow you return, coming back to your normal life to make the difference? To stand and to say, yeah, I do believe in family. I do believe in Jesus. I do believe God's love. I do, And to be there. Second lesson. Yeah, I like this one. A giant slayer goes from a small challenge or problem to a big one. So what happened? David was talking with the king. Saul, the king. And David said, ah, I can kill this giant. And the king said, no, but you are a boy. You are 
small and weak. And David said, no, 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 I have, this is my CV. I killed a bear and a lion before. I can, I can defeat this giant. So faith is not something, here's the good news. Faith is not something to get you out of your problems. Uh, really? Yeah. You go from one challenge to another one, from a bear to a lion, and then to a giant. Now, this is hard. Let me put this example. It's like, um, it's like a hospital. A nice hospital. I have this hospital here, and I have that big one, East Surrey. Hospital. They don't go from uh, high complexity problems to low complexity complexity. It's the other way around. They go from low. Uh, the hospital doesn't start to doing treatment or healing of very difficult situations and then goes to flu. It's the other way around. So if that doctor, that team, they are good in some situations, they have the equipments, they go for another level. From low Complexity to high complexity. When David thought, wow, I killed a bear today. Oh, there's a lion coming. A lion, a lion. He killed a lion. A boy with, I don't know, 16, 17 years old. And when he thought, okay, it's done. I killed a lion. A giant's coming now. And then he thought the giant was... A big problem, the giant just stands. <laughs> and you know what's funny and, and sometimes I think, wow. To kill a lion, you cannot sing songs to a lion. You don't kill a lion talking with a lion. You don't kill a lion just singing psalms for a lion. A lion has a beard. You need to grab it and take it down. You need to fight. You need to put your hands in action. And by the end, do you think David come home again after kill the lion with gel in his hair? <laughs> Very tidy. He was bleeding. His clothes were torn. Torn is the word? Ripped? Full of scratches and wounds. One more day. One more lion. Sometimes we just want our lives to be very smooth. And everything very organized. Okay, God, I will serve you after I have all the right conditions without taking any risk. Then I will be there, God. You don't, you don't need faith for this. You don't need even God for this. I was talking with a friend, he's a pastor, and he said something very funny for me. He said, okay, that, that big church uh, with that kind of preaching, they don't need God. They just keep doing what they are doing. If you really want to grow, get ready. A bear is waiting for you. A lion is waiting for you. Uh, your life, if your life now is not showing any struggle. Is everything perfect? 
probably is a sign that you are not growing, you're not killing any giant, and then you are feeling, oh, I need a purpose in my life. And usually purpose or God's mission for us always is wrapped in this ugly paper of challenge. And inside there's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ruby or uh, diamond. Because he's building something in you. And here, I just want to open a brackets because I'm always talking about the next generation. I'm a father. Many of us, some of us, we don't have children, but we have nephews and, and kids in this church. And I always open this bracket. So I was sharing with the guys at home another day. Uh, do you know this kind of documentary about animals, Discovery Channel, this stuff? So I was watching on YouTube about eagles. Because I read in the Bible that verse saying that, okay, those who trust in the Lord, you fly like eagles, etc. And, and people keep saying here and there that, oh, you know that eagles, when they uh, grow old, they change uh, their, what's the name again? What's the name? Neil was talking. Plumage. And, and then I was checking, oh, is this real? I want to check it. Then I was watching this YouTube. And the, the guy, who knew, they put cameras in everywhere, and the trees, and the nest, and everything. And the, the guy was uh, teaching that something really, really uh, interesting. He said that the mother eagle is, is instinctive. So they have the baby eagles there. And after a while, when they start to grow, the mother, she removes the leaves from the nest. Makes sense, my phrase, yeah. So all the thorns, 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 with the H, thorns, yeah, thank you, you start to hurt the birds, the little birds, until the point that they need to stand. They cannot sit anymore. Until the point they need to fly. When I was watching this, I have three little birds, and I said this for Barbara, the oldest one. I need to make your life difficult. <laughs> a little. I'll not kill you, but a little. You know why? Because outside, there is bears and lions waiting for her. And giants. And if I put her in a bubble and protect against every kind of suffering, she'll not be able to face lions. And she'll return back. To me all the time. Dad, can you kill this lion for me? Can you kill this giant for me? God has no grandchildren. So make your child's life a little difficult. The problem is because I have traumas. Oh, my life was so tough. I had no money for nothing. I suffered a lot, etc., etc. Oh, now I have a boy or a girl and I have kids. I'll do everything for them. Remove some leaves. So... A giant slayer goes from a small challenge to a big one. Third lesson. A giant slayer wins with his own weapons. What happened? Coming back to returning to David. When he was ready to go to the, um, to the fight with Goliath, the king said, okay, uh, so let me put my armor, armor and you. And tried just to see fits. And David was walking like break dancing. Uh, weird. No, no, no. I cannot use this. They tried to put armor on David. 
that wasn't his style. Uh, so when David was chosen by God through a prophet, Samuel, the prophet, a few chapters before, 17, we have this, 16, I believe. Samuel came. When he was chosen to be the next king of Israel, what kind of clothes was he wearing? Was he with some armor or? No, a shepherd, a pastor, normal. Years later, when he had that problem with Bathsheba, we were preaching about this another day, his sin, his main, I don't know, the, the, the darkest moment in his life. What kind of clothing was he wearing? A king. After that scene, another prophet came to talk with David. His name was Nathan. And that prophet shared and he told to uh, David a story about a parable about what? About shepherds. He was putting David back in his right clothing. And his identity. And what he was. And our problem is we are never where we need to be. We are at home thinking, oh, I would love to be with my friends. We are with friends feeling that, that oh, I need to be with my home. We are in the church thinking, oh, I wish to go home, I'm hungry. We are at And we start to have desires and dreams about things that we don't have. We are not happy with our own, yeah, thank you, skin, clothing, identity, whatever. We always want what we don't have. We want others' armor, others, someone else's wisdom, someone else's money, someone else's career, someone else's family, someone else's car, someone else's life. Many, if you go to your Instagram and you see that friend in the same age of like you, looking like a Spartan soldier, that <sighs> I wish to have this body here. Or you see, some people, they really believe they are that person on Instagram. They, they think they are that, that photo, that picture on Instagram. We want the other's money. We want the... But the giant slayer wins with his own weapons. What I want to say is, if you are here, listen to this conversation that we're having today. is because God is sovereign and he chooses you. And he gave to you a set of gifts that only you have. That's why we are diverse. We can complement each other. Another day I was having a meal. Giovanna's family. Big table, everybody talking loud. Four different subjects at the same time. <laughs> I love it. Italian families. She's Italian from both sides. Mixed with Brazilians. Oh, it's a mess. <laughs> And everybody, blah, 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 talking loud. Her mother's just, and, and then we had the service. We we're coming back from, you know how it is. When you come back from church, everybody's starving. So we are eating food, pans, all together. And, and then we were on the table, and Giovanna's brother, Julio, he's a great drummer. And I had preached in that service, and she was talking, oh, I like your sermon preaching, because Julio, he doesn't know how to preach. Hey, stop. <laughs> Put me in, the, in this. I don't know what to do. <laughs> or in this, that thing. We are diverse. Gifts. Skills. 
something in you very, very, very special that I don't have. That's why you compliment. You have your own weapons. You have your own giants, your own liars and bears. And you know why he knew how to defeat the giant? Because he had the bear. He had the lion before. Now he's ready for another level. Maybe God is calling you to say, hey, yes, I am with you, but what's your giant now? Your poor heart is full of pain. Are you sad for some situation? Okay, this is your bear. This is your lion. But there is a giant waiting for you. But I cannot give big challenge for a child. I, can ra- I need to raise you. I need to prepare you as a, 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 a warrior, a giant slayer, because they are outside. That's why I gave to you this personality, these gifts, these talents, your way. And I chose you. So you're not here by accident. You're not watching this on YouTube by accident. You don't came for this church. Oh, let me visit the church. Yeah, I'm not trying to make sales here to say, oh, we are the best church. No, no, no. I'm just saying that God's behind the scenes. And God, he drawn you near to him and put you here today to listen to this word. Say, I know about the giants. Guess what? I'm giving to you these giants because I'm working in you, inside of you. And there is precious things inside of you to overcome. Any kind of challenge. Now, um, it's funny because when you read, and it's 11, I'm going to the end because then we have communion and a moment of prayer. But let me tell you this. When, uh, when you read First Samuel 17, it's a big chunk. You can read later on. It, it's funny because uh, the, the writer, he gave all the information about the giant. How tall is and uh, was the giant and the weight of the shield and the spear and the sword and all these technical informations, they are there. But only David, he saw something different. He saw something that no, no one saw. He said, David, in that text, if you read later, he said, who is this? guy who is this bloke who is this giant no no no. he said who is this uncircumcised to speak in this way against the lord's people what he was trying to say okay so brackets we had in the old testament something called circumcision some of us we know what is some of us we don't know but it was a mark and the body of man, when the baby was born, they used to have that surgery. There's a modern name for this, but you know how it's Jewish. In the penis of a baby, they used to cut that skin. It's in the Bible. Oh, then this is weird. Yeah, another culture is in the Bible. I need to tell you. So what he was saying is, all God's people in the Old Testament, they had all men. They had this mark and their bodies was something since Abraham and Old Testament to put a difference between God's people and everyone else. So these people are different. In the New Testament, we don't need this. Thank God. We have something in our hearts. is the blood of Jesus. But what he was saying is, okay, who is this guy who doesn't have the mark of God? Who is this guy who is not chosen by God like we are? Who is this challenge? Who this giant think he is? I, I have been chosen by God. I have the blood of Jesus in my family. I have the blood of Jesus in my life. I was born again. 
this enemy. No, he saw something beyond. With this, I want to ask you to look to your challenge and to your giant and you pray and to see behind the scenes who is behind. There's someone behind many of our giants. I'm not saying that the devil is behind of every problem in our lives. I'm not saying this. But I'm saying that some problems and some giants, there's some director of this film behind the scenes. He wasn't chosen by God. He doesn't have the mark of the spirit. The cross was for you, not for him. You can defeat him. You can stand against. You can rebuke him. You can stand the gap and say, you not destroy my family. You not destroy my dreams. You not destroy God's church because the church belongs to him. I do have a future. All these voices in my head, I rebuke them in Jesus' name because I can see what is behind. I can see what nobody's saying. And before we finish and go to pray, I want to ask Anna and the worship band to come to the front. I have something more to share and then we're going to pray. Okay, then this is nice, this is beautiful, etc. Uh, but I have all these challenges in my life. Some of them, I don't have name for them. I, I don't know how to name it. It's, it's something inside of me um, that's playing with my emotions. I don't know what's happening. We pray for those things. But let me tell you something. Um, what's tough for David to kill a bear or a lion or a giant? And I believe that the hardest, the toughest moments in our lives, they are part of God's plan. Because with Jesus was the same. The most glorious moment, the greatest triumph. His most glorious moment when he rescued, rescued the humankind was full of pain. Like David, when probably the lion was torn his clothes, with Jesus was the same. They took his clothes, dividing them into four shares. Okay, Jesus, you go from heaven to earth to save the humanity. Do you think Jesus returned to heaven where he is now with gel? Good smelling and beautiful. He is now full of glory. Do you think was something smooth, well-organized, not painful, what he did, his mission? So why do we think that we, are not, we cannot have any kind of sufferings or our children? The question is, how will you cope with this? How will you overcome this? So the lion, the bear, or the giant was defeated in that cross but there was a price was his life and his blood now before I invite you for the communion moment and then we pray for Dave and Ali and Michael and Sven before this I want to ask you for a few minutes don't worry about time kids etc we are finishing but this is really important I want to ask you now to close your eyes to think in your life and 
all your challenges and maybe your giant it's a sin you keep falling the same trap you keep feeling guilty about the same sin over and over again it's bigger than you you feel powerless you feel alone sometimes and maybe you feel that nobody's caring about you in this church this is your giant Maybe your giant is someone with name, with face, with national insurance number. A person that you need to forgive or you need to ask for forgiveness. Maybe your giant is something that is out of your control. This is your moment to make business with God. To ask for forgiveness. If you need to come back to Jesus, this is your moment. If you, are, you came from some church and it's a long time, you have been afar from church. Oh, I don't like that church. I'm hurt by the church. Take your thoughts now for a different level. You are before the cross of Jesus. And he will come back. And in that day, you cannot say, oh, Jesus, sorry, I was hurt about the church. He was hurt for you in that cross. I will be watching in my watch here so you can feel relaxed and give a few minutes to think in your life, to pray, to ask for forgiveness. And then you come to the table to be part of the blood and of Jesus, the wine and the bread. Can you sing one more song and then we have a few minutes of prayer? It's okay. Okay. 